Welcome to Everything Retirement Planning. This is Daryl, and this is episode number four, Eliminate Personal Debt. All right, before we jump in, discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, a member of FINRA, and SIPC. So we'll start with a question. Uh, Do you know how much personal debt you have? Ouch, I know. It's like, do I really need to go there? Is that something I really want to be focusing on right now? But yes, you do. And you might be surprised that maybe you don't have as much, cross our fingers, or maybe you have a little bit more than you thought. Uh, I find that getting organized is really important. I mean, you could use a simple Google Sheets. You could use a pencil and paper or pen and paper as well and, and write the balance. Uh, you know, maybe the, the lender, who it is, write down the exist, the uh, current outstanding balance and also the interest rate. And, and maybe one extra step, will that interest rate change uh, depending on how it's structured? Uh, will it, you know, is it a, have a variable aspect to it and will it change it down the road those are the types of things you need to know and then of course uh what's your payment been or what's the minimum payment uh, we want to talk beyond that but you know just getting uh getting in grips with where you're at um you know interesting enough you think it's uh, a young person's problem or maybe a midlife person you know with debt but reality is uh, you know, people that are in retirement could be carrying too much debt, and it's, that's what's creating an enormous amount of stress. Because with debt becomes, it's just, you know, there's a, there's a certain amount of payment uh, that they're paying every month, and we'll get into this. And obviously, they're they're paying interest on those as well. So you should know how much you have if you do have some, uh, regardless if it's just you know one existing outstanding balance or you have you know you know multiple lenders. Just get a snapshot summary. Get those details in front of you. Uh, either it's going to feel kind of good or it's going to hurt. But regardless, we got to get a game plan. All right, you got to get a game plan. Now, what's interesting though is uh, my question is: you know, have you been told personal debt is good? I don't know how in any imagination why personal debt would be good. But you know, over time, you hear different things. You know, especially with credit cards and all the games they have. Um, it's usually a game where they win. I mean, credit cards are like a casino. I mean, casinos don't lose. I mean, come on, look at these fortresses that you know that they, they built. I mean, this is not, they're, they're building these things because they're winning. They're, they're bringing money in day in and, and day out. Uh, but maybe you've, you know, that's you, you play that, you dance that game, you know, with, uh, Credit card, so you you know it's a, it's good to have because you know fill in the blank. Uh, for some young people, um, you might hear well, that's how to build credit. Interesting enough, I was just at at the uh, bank not too long ago, and my daughter was in college, wanted to open up uh, an account where I do my banking, and that was all going fine. It was it was actually a very good experience, you know, but the. You know the the uh, banker did mention you know have a credit card. Uh, do you have one? And, and then we, you know, here's some perks. You don't have. You're going to graduate in a year, and you're going to need some proof of credit. You can get you can get denied if you don't have any credit. 
you know, and I was thinking about it myself, like, well, you know, maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea as long as you just like know what you're doing. Meaning, you know, you, you purchase $75 worth over, say, a course of a week or two, and then just go in and pay it off. Keep paying off the balance. And she's talking about the revolving credit, how that builds up your credit, and just all these details and just a game. And then the more I thought about it and I, and I had a conversation with her, I said, you know, regardless, when you graduate, you're not going to have much credit history. You get a credit card paid off over the next nine, 10 months. Okay, great. Uh, reality is two things that you, you may need. You might need a car and obviously you need a place to live. Eventually when you settle down, you're most likely, you'll probably rent, I would think, uh, at least for the first year or so. And you're going to need a cosigner, right? So it doesn't really matter. You're going to need a cosigner. The point is this, is you can get caught up into the game, like, oh, this is why I need this. And especially with a credit card, it's dangerous because of, let's face it, what's dangerous is your behavior to spend. It's your impulse to want something, and it's an instant gratification. We, we just can't wait. I can't wait to save up for something. I, I want it now. I'll pay it back. Boom, there's the problem. But anyways, going back to that question about have you been told personal debt is good, there's messages out there that you're that are hitting you. You may not realize it, and it's just, it's just good marketing, whether it be uh, some sort of financial institution or uh, you know, credit cards or anything else out there that um, – makes it appealing that this is okay. That it's okay for you to go ahead and you know, do something uh, or have this thing or purchase be possibly before you, you have the money, all right? So uh, personally, I don't think it's good. And uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more of that in a second here. You might also been told, told that debt helps you with your taxes. Now, the most people... I'm not going to get into the dynamics of uh, corporate debt or business structure. I'm not, I'm not getting into that. This is more on a personal side here. And obviously, a mortgage is deductible interest. And at least currently, you know, as, as uh, you may have noticed, as interest rates have been going up over the last year plus. So mortgage rates have gone a lot higher. And, you know, people will still think, well, yeah, but, you know, part of that is still deductible. Well, they made changes, oh, it could have been two or three, maybe four years, I lose track of time, that our personal exemptions, they, 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 they widened that. So, and, and the point is, because of that, it, it took away some of these little, what was once a perk of deductible interest from mortgage. Now, yeah, you still put that through as, a, you know, uh, that interest on mortgage is still deductible. But the point is, it may not really benefit you already because the personal exemptions have been uh, increased. So, um, you know, that's the only one out there you can call it deductible interest is from a mortgage um, or a home equity loan. And I would, um, I would still, as you we, we think it through for a second here, which we'll get into, um, that's it, right? There's no other real advantages tax-wise um, for any other debt, I'm referring more on, on the personal side right now. Okay. So I guess the question that I'll reflect back to you is what have you heard? And it's something for you to think about. What have you heard about personal debts? A lot of the stuff, the messaging has come from, uh, corporations, you know, the financial institution, uh, banks, um, just any, any credit card company out there and they're not evil. They're really not. I'm not trying to pin them as evil, um, now, some of the marketing and some of the the uh, beliefs 
around it that they that, that I believe over time they've created through their their messaging and their marketing um, isn't necessarily going to be healthiest for a lot of people because unfortunately people will abuse the cards and get themselves in a lot of trouble. So I've, I've been picking on credit cards. So maybe we'll stop for a second. And go, hey, let's. What types of debt are we talking about here? Well, obviously credit card. That's going to be the most common. That's the easiest to do. Um, hey, I remember back in the day when I was in college, or it probably was college, maybe it was after college, I was at some event, a fair, I, I, somewhere where, I, it could have even been spring break, who knows. And they're, you, hey, sign up for a card and uh, you'll get a nice shirt right now, T-shirt. Oh, I had to have that T-shirt. Why not? Let's get a card while we're at it. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that's just crazy. Um, so credit cards are easy to get from... I'm not sure if high uh, it could be a certain age, probably 18 and above to get a, a credit card, but they're too easy to get for people that probably don't even really understand finances uh, from the very, very beginning. And they don't, they don't know exactly what they're doing and they don't know what they're paying. Um, credit cards most likely will be the highest interest rate. Um, you know, they can range from probably 10% to, you know, in the mid 20s. That's crazy. I don't sit there and follow all the you know going interest rates on credit cards, but I know they can be double digits and they can be very high. And that's crazy. If you if if you're paying twenty percent in interest, um, you can't, it's difficult to earn twenty percent. You know, if you look at the stock market, long term averages are not twenty percent. So the point is that's extremely high interest rate of an existing balance. So you are paying an enormous amount of interest to that uh, finance company. Another one's this personal loan, right? Now one can sneak below the radar a little bit. That's something maybe you, a colleague, friend, family, uh, somebody you knew that you went and borrowed money from, and maybe you put a some sort of a structured note together to pay them back, okay? Or there's, or it was just a handshake. Uh, but that's another type of that is a personal loan. Then it's just loan from a bank, and they name them whatever they want to name them. A bank will call it whatever they want. It just basically it is a loan. It is an insecure loan. I mean, it's not attached to any asset. It's just a loan. Uh, you give your reasons why you need it, and they dish it out. Of course, this is all based off your credit your uh, your credit score, right? If you have a high credit score, they're happy to give you money. If you have a poor credit score, they still may give you, may give you less, and they may increase the interest rate because they're taking more risk on. Because your credit score, which could be a future episode, is basically this metric based off your credit history and what you did and what you didn't do, it's all there. Um, like Transamerica is uh, is a big one, and uh, there's others. And they basically, um, these financial institutions will pull your credit to get your credit score. So a loan from a bank. I don't want to get a tangent on um, on your credit score. We can I can do that for a future episode. A home equity loan, I already mentioned that. That's another type of uh, debt. Line of credit, right? So basically... Once again, qualify for a certain amount. So there, if you need it, and then although those are those are common ones right there. There might be some other fancy little ways for personal uh, debt, but those are very common ones right there. There's one thing in common. So a quick quiz here. Be prepared. Here's a quiz. Are you ready? There's one thing in common in all of these personal debts. Do you know what that is? I already gave the answer. That's right. You're paying interest. You are paying interest. Bottom line, all right? And one I did miss, miss on there, uh, or hit on it, would be obviously of the personal would be uh, a mortgage. 
all of those, all those I listed, and there might be some other fancier little personal ones, personal debts out there, but those are very, these are all very common. You are paying somebody else interest. Think about that for a second. So if you have a, a credit card, let me just kind of throw this out here. This is not true calculation here, but just say you have a running balance of, let's just say the average is 16000 is probably around there, and you're paying 20% on that. I mean... Let me see here. Sixteen thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, twenty percent over over a year could. If you didn't reduce that, which you probably would a little bit, you're going to pay close to three thousand dollars in interest. Think about that for a second. Three thousand dollars you're going to pay. It means that doesn't reduce. You, it's, so you make a payment. You have principal and interest. So majority of that payment is going to be interest that you're paying on your outstanding balance. So that's what I'm saying. You make a minimum payment, that principal drops just a little bit, right? And then the, the, the calculation of how much interest is based off the outstanding balance. That's crazy, all right? It's very, it can be very expensive. So that's what's in common here. When you're just thinking about this, all of those loans, all that debt is you are paying somebody else the interest. It's not coming to you. If, that, if you just let that sit for a second and you go back and look at any of your debts you have, get them in front of you, look at the interest rates, even look at some previous balance the, uh, statements, you can see where your overall outstanding balance is, see how it's dropped. You can start seeing, oh, wow, it's only dropped you know, $50 and you sent $85. Well, $35 was interest. It's all there, right? It's, it's right in front of you. We just don't want to see it, right? We just want to know like, well, we got our need met. I got that new car. I got this. I got that, whatever it was. But now we're paying for it and we're paying for it with a hefty price. All right. So there's some debt reduction strategies. Um, bottom line strategies, you got to pay it off, right? It just you got to get focused and you're going to have to pay more than the minimum as best you can. But to get a little bit more a logical approach, there's two ways to do this, all right? One way is you just, the smallest balance first. So what that means is this. Like I said, get organized. Get everything in front of you. So let's just say you have five personal debts, a couple of credit cards, another loan, car loan, whatever it may be. And you look at those and you're like, okay, what's my strategy? How do I go about this? Well, one way of doing this is you look at the smallest balance Let's just say you have a credit card balance of $2,200. And of the four, that's the lowest. So then what you would do is you would pay that off first. So what I would say is get a budget in order, um, really get your finances in order and start paying uh, hopefully more than the minimum. Get a goal to pay off that that $2,200. Now, the whole thing behind going with the smallest balance first, it's all psychological. Now, by the way, that smallest balance of that, say that 2200 that might be your smallest interest rate, right? Or your least amount of interest. Say, it, say it's at 7% and you have others that are, say, at 12% or 15%. And someone logically would say, well, don't you want to pay off the ones with a higher interest rate? I would say, yeah, that's yeah, it's possible. But the whole idea behind paying the smallest balance is all psychological. It's the smallest balance. You want to pay, we get rewarded Right. And we're people, I've been coaching people now. It's been, you know, 18 years. And, and all of you have been living for a long time. So we, we know this already. We're, we're wired for that. I already said, instant gratification. 
and we're also um, we hard to focus, right? Hard to stay hard to stay disciplined and keep following through. So the idea is this: if you put this strategy together, and a strategy of paying everything off could take you like eight years or ten years, that might be extremely like disappointing, right? Heartbreaking. Like, oh my God, that's so long. I'm never gonna be able to do it because that's too long for me. I'll I'll get distracted. Well, the thing with the smallest balance is that's what it rewards you, regardless of where the interest rate's at. It's the smallest balance. You get rewarded to feel like I'm I'm moving forward. I'm making progress. I'm getting results. Does that make sense? So once again, you can just take the smallest balance regardless of the interest rate, and that's your strategy. And then you'd go to the next one. Uh, I'll explain. I need to finish up on what you need to do technically here, but I want the, the next one is whatever I talked to you is you, you would go, okay, got my got everything organized. I got all my you know debts in front of me. And this one, you would start with the highest interest rate. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't care where the balance is at. It, matter of fact, let's go back to the same example or the previous example. I said once $2,200. Well, this one, if it's the highest interest rate, might be like twenty-five thousand. Might be a car you have, and it might be—I'm making it up. Let's say it's fifteen percent. All right. So it's still the the highest balance, and it's also the highest interest rate, and that's why you're going up that one first because it's fifteen percent. It's the highest of all the other you know debts you have. So you're going to go after that one, pay off that one first because it's the highest interest rate, and then you'd go to the next one that has the highest interest rate. All right. So either Start with the lowest balance, move from there, or start with the highest interest rate and move from there. But here's the deal. Regardless of which route you go, when you, let's just say, uh, let's take that second example, the highest interest rate, say the balance is 22,000, 15%. Let's just say your minimum is 100 and let's just say it's 225, $225 a month. You get a budget in order, all your finances, you're working a little extra hours, you're just doing what it takes, and you're able to send a payment of 300 start making this thing go a little faster. You know, let's say after a year, you go from 300 to 400, you get a raise, you go to 450, now you're sending $450. You pay it off. Now here's the important thing is that 450 doesn't go away. You don't go, oh, I get a break now. Now I'll move to my next debt, which is a balance of 10,000. And that payment is 150. What you do is you take that, where were we, 450? You take that 450, you roll it into the next one, plus the additional minimum payment was 150, so that is now $600. So now you you got the snowball, you're putting $600 towards that next loan that you're going after. You do the same thing regardless if it's smallest balance first or highest interest rate, doesn't matter. So you basically just keep rolling the payment in. So by the time if you had like four balances and by the time you're on your fourth one, you know, your that payment just is just gotten and bigger and bigger. It's going after that that balance. So it's not like, oh, now I could take that extra money that I was paying that, you know, that loan and now I'm, it's less, it's less. I don't have to pay that. I obviously don't have to pay that anymore. It's it's paid off. But it's still the same amount going towards debts. All right. It's you just take that and add it onto your next personal debt plus what you would probably you know send that one anyways um, whatever not necessarily minimum but whatever it would be and you'd add on t- you'd add them together and keep keep rolling that okay it's a strategy for reducing debt the bottom line is is you got to say focus you need to know where you are so it's focus it's discipline and it is accountability that's what we're talking about here because it's all behavior right remove the dollar signs remove what we think about you know how easy it is to get credit cards and to borrow money when we shouldn't have whatever whatever doesn't matter 
It's our behavior. It's choices that we made that got us into this situation in the first place. Okay? So, yeah, do you need to eliminate personal debt? Yes. Why? Because you, why do you want to be paying all this interest to somebody else, to some other corporation, company? Why not have that debt reduced and have interest be paid to you? And so you paying interest to a bank, you know, right now the environment, you might see 3 4% that a bank will pay you. Just a simplicity of having a savings account, you'll make 3 4%. And that goes into your account on a monthly basis. Well, annualized, you know, that's where we want to be. We want interest coming to us. So get your house in order and get a debt reduction strategy. And this is, I'm talking to everyone. I'm talking to that 30-year-old. I'm talking to the 70-year-old. There's a lot of people that are, are re, quote, air quotes here, are retired and they're still carrying debt. And they should be, that should be paid off. They still need a strategy to go and, 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 and reduce that and eliminate it completely. And find a way then to take that money and start investing it and start getting some interest paid to you. All right? Hey, with that, thanks for being here. Check out my show notes. Uh, just go and check out my website. Uh, I'll do uh, webinars. And one way for me to communicate is you can go to my website. And there's just a e- simple little form where you can get get your information and I'll let you know next time I'm doing a webinar. So with that, thanks for being here. We'll talk to you soon.